0: Appeared to them, and glory and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news uh, that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to, to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. "'Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared "'with the angel praising God and saying, "'Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Uh, "'Peace to all those on whom his favour rests. "'When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, "'the shepherds said to one another, "'Let's go to Bethlehem and see the things that that have happened "'which the Lord has told us about.' "'So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph "'and the baby who was lying in a manger.' Uh, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning him and told them um, about this child. And all who who had heard were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It's not Christmas. It's all right. I've got my dates right. Um, But this was a moment, wasn't it? This was was an encounter with God... Uh, that the, the shepherds had had, uh, Mary had had her encounter with the um, angels uh, and it was, it was God bringing to birth something new. In this case it was the Messiah, it was God himself coming, coming to earth. But the bit that I want us to ponder this morning is that Mary treasured up all these things in her heart. And I, I, I believe that God puts vision, God puts stuff in our hearts that our response is to treasure them and hold them in our hearts. Uh, the, the, uh, Solomon said in Proverbs uh, that without vision the people perish. And, uh, and, and I believe that's the case. And, and how vision works, it isn't, it isn't somebody sits down in a boardroom and comes up with a five-point plan... It is that how vision comes about in God's people is that God gets a hold of somebody or a collection of people and he encounters with them, meets with them in such a way that he's asking them to treasure it and store it in their hearts. Uh, I want us to ponder this morning, what has God put in your heart that he wants you to nurture, that he wants you to stir uh, and, and nurture and hold in your heart? What has he put in our hearts collectively as a church, that he's saying, I want you to ponder that and hold it in your heart. And very often there's delay. Very often uh, from the moment, you know, for, for Mary, you know, she knew, she was holding and pondering in her heart that the, the, the Saviour was born through her. And then she had to bring up this kid. Didn't she? And, and she, would have fi- she would have been thinking all, all along how this is going to work out, but she held it in her heart. I want to tell you um, a little story um, of, of a moment for me personally. As I contemplate uh, on the 14th of, uh, of April, we're doing the handing the baton on. And uh, Richard's handing the baton to me and I'll keep running and we'll keep running together uh, and all of that. Um, and, and, I, and I've been reminded recently of a moment where God spoke to me, probably about this time, but it was about 26 years ago. And uh, it's in 1997. Who wasn't born in 1997? Just the one. Okay. In in the in the 11:15, there'll be a few more. Anyway, um, uh, and uh, in 1997, I was I went for a walk on the old hills, and the moment I I got out of the car because um, I drove there, um, and the moment I got out of the car, I realised God was beginning to speak to me, and uh, and there was. Um, there were some children playing in the, in the field on the on the old hills, and they were in a circle and they were playing in a circle and um, and I felt God say Ch- child 's play is over it 's time to get serious this was, this was god speaking to me personally uh, child's play is over, and I, and I want you to to walk with me and um, and at the time we were we were I think we were Kemsey Baptist Church. We may have been Church in the Valley. That was a classic time, (laughs) Uh, 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 you know. But we were Kemsey Baptist Church, and we were meeting in Kemsey. Yeah. And I and and I felt God speak to me about we need to move on, and uh, and so so it's like the Spirit took me by the hand, and I and I walked up the path. And as we as I walked up the path, I became aware um, there was a tree that got my attention on the right hand side of the path, and. um, and I felt, you know, when, when God speaks to the prophet and says, tell me what you see. Uh, well, I see a tree, <laughs> uh, God. And, 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 and then behind the tree, there were some other trees. And, uh, and I felt God say to me that he was calling me to lead a church in Worcester. We weren't in Worcester at the time. He was calling me to lead a church in Worcester that would plant other yeah. churches. Uh, that, that there would be a multiplication of, of, other, church, of, of other, other trees. Yeah. Um, I have to say, if I can just put in brackets now, this, this didn't happen at the time, but since I've been back, I went back recently and had, had the same walk and asked God to speak again, uh, now there are quite a few trees. Um, and uh, there's some things I noticed about this, there were, there were, there were more trees, uh, and I hadn't noticed it originally that they were oak trees, and I felt that was significant for us, and um, and so, so I, did, I, st- I stayed there and I was looking at these trees for a while and then I felt the Spirit say, no, walk with me. So I carried on up the path uh, and uh, held in the hand of the Spirit, if you can do that, uh, and, and we walked. And as I walked up the path, I got to a bit where the path had gone from gravel and it was now a grass area. Uh, and I got, to a, I got to a little bit and, uh, and you can see the, 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 the view, you can see the Morven Hills in the background. Um, and then in front of that, uh, right in front of me was a huge, well, it felt like a huge field uh, that was ripe for harvest. The combine harvesters were obviously warming up. They were ready to go to, to harvest this field. And as I, as I pondered that, the spirit whacked me such that I, it, it, I, didn't, I didn't fall over, but I, but I was unable to stand anymore. Uh, and I knelt um, on, the, on the grass, and the spirit arrested me um, and I began to pray in tongues, we began to pray in English, began to weep uh, for the harvest, and I felt God was speaking about a time uh, of large harvest um, and, um, and, and that i don 't know how long I was on the floor for. It uh, felt like a while, might've been five minutes i don 't know. Um, but I was on and then and then I sort of became aware of myself again and thought crumbs, somebody will be walking past in a minute with their dog and I'll be a bit embarrassed. Uh, so I got I got up and then I felt again the spirit um, prompt me again and, uh, and I held that, his hand again and we continued to walk and uh, we got to a, a, like a dip in the path we'd gone up the hill, we'd gone to a dip in the path. Uh, and again, I had this moment where the Spirit just came on me, uh, and I felt God speak to me about a valley, and I saw to my left there was a tree, um, and it was a, it was a dead tree. Um, and and it, it, was, it was suddenly, I had this moment where I was contemplating my end, and I felt God was speaking to me about you know uh, running my race well to the end. Uh, and again, as, as I contemplated that, the Spirit just landed on me, and again I was on my knees weeping, um, and, and praying in tongues and worshipping. And I, and I felt like um, angelic hosts around me, I felt like um, there was an element of being in glory. Um, and, uh, and, and, and since that day, there's been an anticipation for me that one day I will be in glory. This is all temporary. One yeah. day I will be in glory. Uh, when, my, when my time is come, I'll be with him, and it will be better, yeah. and it will be good. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and then, and then again, after, I don't know, a period of time, don't know how long, um, I became aware of myself again, and, um, I looked up, and actually stood right in front of me was a white horse. Um, actually, physically, it wasn't, you, you know what I mean? And it, it freaked the life out of me. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, but, and, and there were horses that would sometimes graze in that, in that area, so it wasn't unusual, but, But when I knelt down, the horse wasn't there, and I I opened my eyes and the horse was there, it freaked me out a little bit. Um, uh, But but why am I I saying that? Um, I'm saying it because I believe there's something, for for me personally, is a destiny that God has put in me that I need to walk in on the back of that. I do believe, as I I take the baton from Richard, there's there's a call and a responsibility for me to say, right, okay, what is it? What is it that we're taking hold of? What is it that God has for us as a church in this next season? Yeah. And God's been speaking to us about a new season. Yes. Um, so I want to think first. Let's, let's think first about there will be people in the room that could tell me a similar story. Yeah. Might not be, it won't be the same. It won't be on the old hills. You know, there may not be a white horse. They might be, you know, but that you, you will have had similar encounters with God. Yeah. And I want to encourage you that you've, got, you've had those encounters with God because God wanted to entrust in you a vision, a, a, a purpose that he has for you, uh, that he, wants you, he wanted you to lock in your heart yeah. and hold on to. Very good. And, and the truth is, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. In fact, almost always it doesn't happen overnight. I, I feel like some of the things that God spoke to me 20, or in this case 26, something like that, years ago, um, are beginning to come to Come to the front now, yeah. beginning to happen. So, that, so, so if you're new and God's just spoken to you last week, I'm sorry, it might take yeah. a while. It might not. Do you know what I mean? Your journey is your journey. Um, but there's, just, there's three things I want us to ponder and think about that, that um, help us to cultivate and hold in our hearts um, a sense of vision, a sense of what God's put in us. Uh, the first thing is to say is that it's faith that nurtures the seed. Very good. Do you know what I mean? If, you, if we want that seed to grow, then it's faith. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, and there will be plenty of opportunity to not believe. There will be plenty of circumstances around that sense of vision that God's given you that you think, well, I don't know. It's not going to happen. When we were, when we were building um, this building, renovating this building, and God has spoken to us really clearly, um, but there, there was no small amount of people that said to me midway through, do you think you need to turn it into flats? It isn't going to work. Uh, or it isn't working. You haven't got the money. What are you going to do? Um, and, and there were moments. And there was never a moment that I thought it should be flats. But there were moments when I thought, God, please, what are you doing? Um, how are we going to do this? Uh, but, but what, we, what we, we do with that seed, when God speaks a word into our hearts, he, he's put it there so that we believe it. Do you know what I mean? I often think of Simeon. Um, we don't read much about Simeon in the Bible, but there's this moment in the temple when he howled Jesus. Isn't there? And, uh, and he'd been holding that seed for a long time. Do you know what I mean? And then here he is, holding the Messiah. And uh, I want to encourage you, if you're holding vision, if God has, if you've encountered with God and he's spoken to you, I want to encourage you, there'll come a time when you get to hold the baby. There'll come a time when you, when you see what he said, provided you... Cultivate that, hold it in your hearts with faith. Very good. Um, I think I think that that's the first thing to say. Faith is what makes the seed grow, mm-hmm. uh, and that faith is often challenged. Uh, the second thing I want us to think about is there's a, there's an appointed time for the tree to sp- to, to sprout. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, for my thing, there's a lot about trees. Do you know what I mean? But there's an appointed time, uh, and it's and it's it's frustrating. Uh, you know, there have been many, many times of frustration while I've held on to some of this stuff that God put in me all those years ago. Um, but we hold on to it because there's an, there's an appointed time uh, for that. And I, 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 I felt there's some people in the room particularly that this resonates with. As I've been preparing this, I've been thinking, Joel, about you quite a lot. I've been thinking about Chris quite a bit. Well, you too, particularly. That, that, that there's something born in you um, that... When's this? You know, is it going to happen? Did I get that wrong? Do you know what I mean? Well, just there's an appointed time, and 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 when the appointed time isn't there, your job is to hold it. Your job is to is to hold on to nurture the thing that God said, and uh, so that, that's the, that's the second thing. The third thing is um, the detail of that thing comes in time. Yeah. And the truth is, when God first speaks to us, when, when God spoke to me on the old hills, I, I, I developed a, you know, a five-point plan of how we were going to do that. None of it worked. <laughs> it, not even one of the things worked. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because what I'd done, and, and this is what we do, and it's fair enough, I, I'd coloured it in. I'd put detail onto the revelation. There was a revelation. There's some oak trees somewhere. right? That's the revelation. I'd put detail on it when, how, who, all of that stuff. And, and just to be careful to not overly detail the revelation and hold the, hold the original revelation because the detail evolves. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, when, when I was a younger man, I, I thought differently and that detail was going to, was, you know, I, I saw it in detail but actually the revelation didn't give any detail. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? And so what was the... To hold on to the original revelation that God's given you and let the detail evolve, because it will. As circumstances change, as people that you're in, as the place that you're in changes and evolves, then the detail of the vision that God's put in your heart will change. Do you know yes. what I mean? So you will have pictured how it will be, and it probably won't be anything like that. Uh, but the heart, the seed that God planted in you, is going to grow and is going to bear the fruit for which it was intended. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um so let's, let's, um, so that's, that's how we personally hold on to, and like Mary, we store vision in, in, into our hearts and, and, and cultivate it in our hearts with faith. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it that Mary locked it away. So this, this talk is really about locking away vision and, and trusting God for it to happen. Um, I want us to think for a minute, um, oh yeah, just for a minute, um, about us. Was, was there something in that revelation on the old hills that God was speaking for us for this time? I, I believe yes. Yes, uh, I don't know all of the detail of it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, to, just to sort of back up my point. Come on. And, uh, but here's what I want us to think about. I want us to focus in for just a minute, these last few minutes, on, on the trees uh, that God showed me on the old hills. Because I believe they're important for now, yes. for the life of Hope Church. Is that all right? I'm submitting it to you. You can no, disagree or agree. Um, and we can, over, over this next little while, we can start to unpack and pray into, God, what are you saying to us collectively about this? I'm submitting to you that these trees uh, are quite important. And um, so the first thing I want to uh, observe about the trees is they multiplied. Yes. The trees multiplied. And I, I believe that God is speaking to us in this time about pressing into and pushing into what does it look like to multiply. Someone. Now, we've sort of talked about that over the years. We've tried different things over the years. Uh, but I, I do believe that, new, that you know, the, the New Testament church is called to multiply. Yes. It's, 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 a, it's a life that should grow and multiply, isn't it? um and uh, and that's not easy and 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 there's so many analogies in the bible about seeds and and, uh, and these were these were oak trees so acorns this little acorn becomes this big tree that produces tons of acorns if you remember i did a talk in the summer about seeds and we talked about how many uh, different seeds different di- you know from one seed how many seeds you can get i don't remember <laughs> i can't remember any of it um so i'm not expecting you to but but from one seed you get a lot of stuff do you know what I mean? Um, and, and God is speaking to us about that—that that He wants us to multiply. And, and I believe He wants us to. That, that There needs to be in us a culture shift um, away from how do we how do we do central events um, that that we as leaders organise and that we, we we hope that individuals will come and we'll add some people into the church. I believe God is saying no. He wants us to individually think about what has God given me. How do I multiply it? Very good. Okay. So, 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 I want people to begin to think what, what is it in me that God's put in me that He's wanting me to multiply? How many, you know, can, can, you know, how many Dannys can be reproduced by Danny? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Very I don't good. mean naturally, I mean maybe. Um, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? But what's He put in you? What's yeah. He put in you that He's called you to share with others? And we know that we're called to go make disciples. So, we're called to multiply ourselves. What, how do we do that? So, I believe He's calling us to individually take responsibility for multiplication. But as, as that begins to get into our DNA and to our culture, then groups can multiply. What does it look like for then groups of us to multiply? And then, of course, from groups to multiply, what does it look for the church to multiply? When we get into, like, when are we, where are we going to plant another church? You know, I saw a number of trees that were churches. Yeah. You know, when? Yeah. Who? Who here are we going to lay hands on to go and plant a church? Mm. Any volunteers? <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed. <laughs> but that's what God's calling us to do, yeah, folks. Yeah, come on. So I want to encourage us. And, and, and it, as, it's as we get a hold of multiplication ourselves as, as an individual that we're able to even contemplate multiplying as a church. Come on. Um, so that's the first thing that I think God is speaking to us about these trees in that revelation. Second thing is uh, that they were oaks. And uh, the Bible talks a lot about oaks. And, um, it, you know, it. it um, let me just. The, the, the one thing that I think was. Uh, that I did a little study recently and I looked up all the references to oak. Um, I mean, there was somebody that was hung by a tree. Who was it that was hung by a tree by, by their hair uh, and then were killed in an oak tree? Absalom, Absalom. Anyway, that's not what I was getting into. I'm not, I think that's going to happen. Otherwise, I might have to trim some hair. Um, no, actually, many of the references to oaks, some of the early references to oak trees, if you, if you, if you go through it, most of them are referring to people building an altar under an oak are referring to people worshiping God under an oak tree when there was no temple. Do mm. so, I mean there was, a, there, was a, there was there was there there was an a happening? An angel an angel appeared to someone, um, or something happened, and they decided to devote themselves to God again at the find an oak tree, come under the oak tree, and then build an altar and and, and you know worship God at the altar. Um, so the significance for us in terms of that they were oak trees. Is that our first call is devotion, isn't it? Mm. Do you know what I mean the early church? It says they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to fellowship, to prayer, mm-hmm. and so on. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I feel like God is calling us again to a, to a, a fresh expression of devotion, um, and that's worship. But it's obviously a lot more than singing songs. It's about waking up in the morning that my life is entirely His. Everything everything I'm about is entirely his. My money is his. My relationships are his. My time is his. Everything is devoted and laid laid at him. And that's, I think, one of the significance of Oaks. And I think that the other significance is is obviously the famous verse that Jesus quoted when he went into the temple, which you've heard me mention lots of times, uh, in Luke Luke, uh, 4, when he opened up the scroll and said, the spirit of the sovereign ought is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind at the brokenhearted, and so on. You know, you know the text. But it, it goes on to say that they, the poor, become oaks of righteousness, yeah. a planting of the Lord. Now, because of my particular call, and we've done a lot of work, I've done a lot of work amongst addicts and homeless people, you might be, you might be forgiven for thinking, I'm, I, Jim's thinking we should all now work amongst the homeless. It's not, that's not what I'm saying. Jesus, Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Now, he, he clearly had in mind the materially poor, because he, he went on to say, it's harder for a rich man to enter into heaven than it is for a camel to enter through the eye of a an needle. Yeah. And so there's something in the, in the call of God's people, there was something in the, in the ministry and the call of Jesus to go to the poor materially. Uh, but of course, anybody that is... Is outside of Christ is spiritually poor. And I believe God is calling us to find those that are not, find those that, that wouldn't consider themselves great, because those are the ones that God is calling. And, uh, and our job is to help raise up and see uh, people from difficult places, difficult backgrounds, you know, from, from people from poverty. They might be really well off, but they might be poor in here. To become oaks of righteousness, to, to display God's splendor, and uh, and I and I believe that's a that's a huge part of what God's called us to do. Do you know what I mean? So I want, I, as I say, that t- today this talk is is it's no detail, but it's submitting to you that I believe this is what God might be. This is part of what God might be saying. There's other things that we could say in other talks, but Chris didn't give me enough time. <laughs> there's, there's other things that we could say, but I, I want to submit to you. I believe God is speaking to us about these oak trees. And, and I believe he's put, he's put some stuff in our hearts for us to hold on to and wrestle with and grapple with and take hold of. And, and you know, there's some of us that have got individual things that we know. You, since I'm talking about encounter with God or a moment of when God spoke to you about a thing, you, can, you know it. You know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? And I encourage you to hold on to it with faith even though it might delay, even though there might be all sorts of reasons why that thing won't happen. And there'll be, also, there'll, be, there'll be plenty of people telling you how it won't happen. When we're doing the granary, there were plenty of people telling me this won't work. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Um, but I want to encourage you to hold on to it. And I, and, and I believe that God is calling us uh, as a church to hold on to these things. I was was reminded of the parable of the hidden treasure. The kingdom of heaven, this is in Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And it goes on. And and there's something of this deposit that God's put in us. If, If he's put a deposit in you, there's a deposit of the kingdom of God in you, such that you know, the response is go inside everything I've got that I can have this thing. Give everything that I am, give it, you know, that I run with all my heart so I can have this thing. Do you know what I mean? And that's what the kingdom's like. It's like a seed that's sown within this, it's like a precious stone that we find and we think, I've gotta I've gotta have this. And we do all that we can to have it. And and, and what what it would be like um, to to to, have, to be the Simeon in the story, that believed God for all those years and then held the Messiah? Do you know what I mean? What, is it, what, is it, what would it be like for, for us? You know, George is sitting there, come to this country with a vision, with a sense of God spoken. Was it, what would it be like, George, for you to carry that baby? What would it be like, what would it be like for us for you to carry that baby because it was about revival in this country? What, do, you, do you know what I mean? And that's the seed that he put in you. And uh, there's going to come a time when we carry it, when we say, "No, it's done. God has done it." In the meantime, we hold it like Mary. We lock it in our hearts, and we and we bring it to to bring it about through faith. Can I pray? Yes, please. Great, no, that's great. Let's let's just have a quick show of hands. Actually, who, who really identifies now? God's put stuff in me like that. Who, who identifies with that? Can we can we stack? Can you guys stand and we'll just pray? Uh, I mean, so many seeds. So much of what God wants to do. Yeah, Father, we we want to thank you that, um, Lord, when you when you are about to do something, God, you you speak first because. The currency of heaven is faith. Uh, God, you call us to believe you before we see it. You call us to hold in faith. Uh, to vision. Uh, God, and I, and I thank you for the individual vision that is in this room. And I pray right now, Father, would you bring it about in your time? Uh, God, would you make clear what you have in mind? Uh, God, I, I pray for those that are Wavering in unbelief, those that are struggling to believe because of the delay. Uh, God, that you would inject faith uh, right now into hearts. I pray for us as a church, God, that you would enable us to move forward and to, and to take hold of that for which you've taken hold of us. Uh, God, that you, you would give us grace and courage, uh, God, to multiply, to reach the poor, to be devoted uh, to you in Jesus name amen amen, amen. amen. right folks